And now, with thanks to Bright Ideas Lighting, Talbot Avenue at Lone. Building or renovating? They work with you to create a bespoke lighting plan for your home. Brightideas.ie Oh, tis shocked in the Gelder on Friday, so here's a quick refresh. Before we get Mr. DIY in, in a shelva, in the flesh. Housework is up on tea. Do it yourself is DNA too fain. August Oblino Clune on a studio ahead. And we'll do Far fix it. Did you notice the shiver again? <laughs> Hearing my name in Irish. Uh, genuinely, I gave a little shiver there. It just brought me back to school. It's incredible. I don't think I've heard my name in Irish since I went to school. Oh, good grief. <laughs> wow. He is genuinely thrown oh, here. Oh, wow. <laughs> anyway, good morning. That is the voice of Brian Clunan. Brino Clunan. Brino Clunan. Yeah. Clunan. <laughs> a lot of people are wondering... Where is all the water in moat? Apparently oh, there yeah. has been a burst main. And we're checking Irish water for updates. But they are telling us <coughs> at the moment work is scheduled to take place until 1pm. And then you should allow two to three hours after that for supply to be restored. So at some stage, mid-afternoon in moat, your water will return. And I believe parts of Clara may be affected as well. Well, I knew this before I came in because uh, Mark that works in the shop mm. lives in moat. So let's just say he wasn't able to shower this morning. So we're all standing upwind. <laughs> <laughs> he's fragrant. He's, uh, he's fragrant. Yeah, we're all standing upwind of Mark. Um, uh, we strategically have him planted in a spot uh, doing something that keeps him away from us for the, for the day. Yeah, he's in the storeroom. <laughs> he's in the storeroom, yeah. Counting out uh, seed onions or whatever. We'll get something, we'll get something monotonous that, and time-consuming. Um, yeah. Our first question comes from a listener just returned from a week in Kerry with the in-laws. And we lit Hopefully not the drug smuggling uh, in-laws. The crystal in meth The variety. crystal meth ones, mm. yes. Anyway, we lit the stove last night and there is an awful smell of soot. We had the chimney cleaned only a couple of months ago, so can't understand what could be causing this smell, much less how to get rid of it. Yeah, so look, <clears throat> this, is, this is not an uncommon problem, and it's just simply that the chimney wasn't used. And there are two... Re- the, the only time you, you don't smell dry soot, really. Like, if you have it in your hands, you'll smell it. If, you know, but you won't really go to the chimney and smell dry soot. Mm. Whereas wet mm. soot is very... It's a stink. It's a horrible smell. It's the wet dog principle. Yeah, correct. It's the very same. Exactly. So, what's happened here? Chimney wasn't used for a week. Um, probably not a chimney cowl on the top. And any of the rain that came in went down the chimney. And in a normal way... The chimney's lit, so it dries out. But it can also be caused, and this is a very regular pro- problem, by condensation. So, <clears throat> excuse me, if this is a, an open if it's a sto- an open fire that's a different kettle of fish, it's more likely the rain coming in. If it's a range or a stove or something like that, then the problem will be that it's even worse in terms of condensation because it's, it's closed. So if ever you're going away, try and open up all the dampers, even just look at maybe propping the door open on the on the firebox, not fully open in case something you know wind would blow down soot, but you know prop it open an inch. Um, we had a we had a customer in a couple of weeks ago, a listener actually. Sorry, tell that we had a listener in a couple of weeks ago. Uh, phoned in with this a while ago, and we mentioned the possibility of 
leaving the sut door open when it's not in use. So her sut door was outside, but she actually came into the shop the other day to say it made a huge difference. So when the chimney's not in use, she's able to reach the sut door without a problem on the outside. And she leaves the door of the range open and the sut door open. So there's air moving through. And she said it made a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Now, how does this listener take care of it? You, you, well, if you want an instant fix, you burn the chimney cleaning log. Uh, but you can also just burn hotspot or bluestone or comate on a regular basis. And uh, we're, we're always at this time of the year with people that come in once a fortnight and they buy a little tub of bluestone or a little tub of hotspot. And they're always saying, I can't believe the difference it makes. And if I stop you, if I run out and stop using it, you can see the difference within a few days. So it's amazing that burning the bluestone or burning the hotspot makes such a difference in drying out the chimney. But you will definitely save yourself money if you just ventilate the chimney as much as you can. So one of the big contributing factors, now maybe it's the only thing you can do from a lifestyle point of view, but damping down at night. Now I know the huge advantage is you damp down at night, you come down in the morning, it's still, there's still live embers mm. there mm. and you just throw more, open it up and throw more fuel in. So there is an advantage to it, I get it. But there is a disadvantage. And if it's an ongoing issue with... If it's a major problem, we, we remember we had a customer in one time many years ago and he was an engineer in the army. He was, sorry, he, was, he worked in the army engineering corps. So he had a buildup of, chim- of, of tar in his chimney. So the 8-inch flue, so I mean with an 8-inch flue, you might get a football down, you drop a rugby ball down. You know, the rugby ball would pass down through an 8-inch flue. Well, honestly, you wouldn't get a tennis ball down this flue. And when I say it's tar, it's like the tar on the road. So it's hard, 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 black tar. So it started out as condensation and dried out and built up and hardened and dried up and built up and hardened. And it just continued to grow and grow and grow, whatever way you want to put it. And um, he was adamant that with his expertise and obviously the manpower of the Army Engineering Corps, that he would develop something that would remove it. Now, he brought in a piece of flue liner with the tar in it where he had failed, given up and got the flue, the chimney flue replaced and then gave us this to work on to see what chemical would use it, would break it down. And I said, no problem, I will get something to break this down. In the same way as he said, I will get something that will physically remove it. We both failed oh dear. completely. So I tried, you know, hydrochloric acid, sulfuric acid, uh, all sorts of chemicals on it to break it down and nothing. It is incredibly, incredibly tough and resistant. So Why stop this from happening. Why don't we fill potholes with whatever that is? <laughs> it's tar. It's literally pitch, black bitumen. You know, that's what they use to make. It's, it's added to gravel to make, but it has to be heated, you see. You can heat it if you heat it to a huge temperature. So if you decide I want to put... Uh, as was done years ago, uh, pitch on my roof, tar on my roof, on my flat roof. Well, then what happened was you got a big, big, what's known as a pitch burner, and you bought a 25 kg drum. Now, when I say drum, sack, it was just a solid piece of bitumen. And it went into the burner, and then there was a huge flame lit underneath, and eventually, under huge temperature, the tar melts. And then it's, you've seen it in the back of the lorries where it pours out and it's added to the gravel and that becomes tarmac. That's what tarmac is. It's, it's tar 
added to the gravel that makes tarmac. Brian Clunan is here from Clunan's Hardware in Tullamore until 11. And you can send your question and pictures if you need to back it up on 083 30 10 103. WhatsApp powered by Lamb Brothers Toyota in Tullamore. It's 25 to 11 already. DIY dilemmas sorted with Mr. Fixit. Thanks to Bright Ideas Lighting at Talbot Avenue Athlone. Building or renovating, we work with you to create a bespoke lighting plan for your home. Brightideas.ie Good morning, Will and Brian. Good morning, Martina. What is the best way of cleaning wooden blinds? Wooden blinds... Um, so you have to be a little bit careful what you use. You don't want to drench them because all wood, if it gets really wet, will warp. So um, I would always say the likes of methylated spirits is really good. Um, it's a very, very good cleaner, but it evaporates away so quickly. So depending on the style, I mean, you could... You, I remember making up something years ago for Venetian blinds, which was three little fingers on a... You know, on a... It was actually... you what it was. It was three... I used three four-inch, little four-inch paint rollers, mm. little fluffy paint rollers, put three of those on a piece of wire, basically bent the wire in th- so that there was three spikes, like three fingers coming out from your hand. And the three paint rollers were on it, and you just pushed in and dr- dragged it along. So it did, it, it cleaned, there was a whole house to be done. And uh, it cleaned three, instead of wiping one lat of the Venetian blind, it did three lats of the Venetian blind. So, um, but really a rag and a bit of metal made spirits and just, you'll fly along over it. Um, or else, you, you, you know these industrial wipes, wonder wipes and all, there's a load of them. There's so many wipes out there now. But there's, diff- there's a whole different grade of them and the likes of the wonder wipes and I'm using as, that's what, the, a lot of them are called versions of that. And uh, they're very good because it's a bit like a baby wipe but much more powerful. Not drenching wet, but wet enough to clean everything away. And uh, the beauty is that you can just go to a... You're, you're only using a fraction of the wipe to do each drag along. I was going to say each wipe, but each drag along. So you just move to a fresh piece every time, wrap it around your finger, wipe, onto an next wipe. So you'll, you'll be removing all the dirt, but you'll have a fresh, clean bit every single time. And a, a tub of wipes, you get 50 or 100 wipes for a good deal less than a tenner now. Avril has sent a picture of her chimney and it is in not a good condition, oh suffice God. to say. A lot of tar flowing down and she says, the fire is lighting most of the time. It's a solid fuel cooker. So it's therefore not going to have that wet problem or shouldn't. Yeah. So but yet this soot is running I started out. to say, and I don't know whether I got to finish it because you, you, I know you'll find this hard to believe. Sometimes I get distracted in my answers. Um, <laughs> you? Never. Can I just finish her question though? Yes. If you don't mind. I, I did see the picture but of G- course G- the listeners didn't. Giving yes. her the courtesy of, of her question. So it's now running down the inside of the doors. Oh no. And the chimney has been cleaned. The camera has been put down and no sign of any visible damage. And there is a cowl on top as well. Yeah. Mystery. So, looking at the picture, I started to say earlier about the rain coming in and the second thing being condensation, which is much more likely to be the problem. And it's certainly the problem in this case. Mm. So, if your chimneys, when you, if a new chimney is being built in the morning, they put, uh, they put down these concrete pipes, and that's your chimney, 
and then all around it they put vermiculite, which is a kind of a sand, but it's an insulating sand. And the whole purpose of it is the insulating part. So it has to be not just builder sand, it has to be this insulating vermiculite. And sometimes you see where people would say, I've 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 stuff coming out of the chimney. Every time I I, I light a fire, there's a little pile of what looks like sand. And it's this vermiculite. There's a hole in the chimney and it's coming down into the fireplace. And you don't want to ignore that because if you don't have the vermiculite there, you end up with a load of condensation. So condensation is 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 not what you want. Um, so is this a chimney? So it happens a lot sometimes if there's not if there's not enough vermiculite there. And if the chimney, you know the way sometimes the chimney is in the wall, as in if you stand on the outside and look at your gable wall where your it's, chimney yeah, is, you don't see, mm. it's completely flat. And then sometimes there's a little square built out. and Which is, in her case, what's... Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, that when the square is built out, it's harder to insulate it because you only have the vermiculite, you don't have any wall insulation. So the, the chimney is more exposed, it's colder, and warm air, which is smoke, hitting cold air, which is the surface of the chimney, creates condensation. So that, that would be part of the problem here. So as so much as you can... to do about it? Well, in the short term, burn, keep burning your co-mate hotspot Bluestone or the, the chimney lob. Yeah, but, but keep burning that on a regular basis and ventilate as much as possible to dry it out. And just make sure your chimney cowl isn't too tightly fitted that there is plenty of air able to get in through the chimney cowl. What's he laughing at? Text about wooden blinds saying, you can get a thingy, my bob. Yes. In most cheaper stores, such as Mr. Price, that has three thingy-mabobbies on it <laughs> with microfiber material for oh, dusting. Oh, great, yes. Or I always use a wet wipe followed by a piece of kitchen roll to dry off. Always dry off afterwards, or apart from warping, dust will stick straight away. Yep, that's why the method, but that's brilliant, yeah. If, it, if you do it dry, if you're using it wet, methylated spirits is better than water because it evaporates away straight away. But if you need to dry, the microfiber is a great idea. That's a great idea. Not as I saw somebody do. <laughs> I don't know, somebody it's better do. than your devil's pitch for. Well, I, there was there was somebody <laughs> there was somebody in a. I have to be careful. What I say a, a, a commercial enterprise, and they had to do loads of uh, cleaning over the Christmas. But there was loads of blinds, and there was two guys. And what they had was they had a garden blowback. And one of them would hold the blind tight and the other fellow would come up with a blow vac and blow all the dust off the blinds. Wasn't bad, but it blew dust everywhere else, of course. I really hope Brida Colgan, the health and safety expert, isn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> she would not approve. No, I don't think there's many people who would approve of that. No. That is the voice of Brian Clunan from Clunan's Hardware in Tullamore. Pick his DIY brain between now and 11. Mr Fix-It on Midlands 183 with Bright Ideas Lighting, Talbot Avenue Athlone. Official stockists of Laura Ashley Lighting and Mirrors. See our dedicated Laura Ashley boutique in store. Brightideas.ie Coming up after 11, Stephen Miller of Leash Today got us thinking about nightclubs. News this week that Lily's Bar and Kitchen has closed down. Just got me thinking... Um, it means that the Ember nightclub and the late bar that was in Lily's is no longer there. And I can remember when there was three nightclubs in Port Leach. There was Coppers, there was Club 23 and there was Egan's, which later became Manhattan Mixer, Blue Door, Lily's, Ember in recent times. 
Now I think there's only one nightclub, which is Coppers. Obviously a couple of bars and, you know, the Square Bar, Jeremiah, Grant, Staples, all these places um, have late nights. But is there fewer places in Port Leash in terms of nightclubs now than there was, let's say, 10, 15 years ago? Just trying to figure that out because there was many people going out. The population of the town has increased. But there doesn't seem to be the same amount of late night spots to socialise in that. Uh, let me know where you do your socialising and going out uh, in Port Leash. And am I right in thinking that it's not as vibrant as it used to be? Certainly not nearly as many nightclubs. Not just in Port Leash. No. Right across the All Midlands. around the country. What nightclub do you go to now? <laughs> the bedroom. <laughs> 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 and earlier and earlier and earlier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And less and less activity in it yeah. as well. <laughs> that is more information than I needed, thanks. You did ask. You did ask. I should have known better. <laughs> oh, speaking of hardware, Brian Clunan is here from Clunan's Hardware until 11. And our next query. Or as my daughter used to call it, Clunan's Hard Work, when she was a little one. So apparently there's a brownish-reddish stain on Liz's tarmac. She doesn't believe it's moss. It's been there for the tarmac, that is, for 20 years, and she has never encountered this stain before. And she said there is moss starting as well, but this is different. Okay, so hopefully somebody hasn't used sulphur of iron, because we get this every year, where somebody is using sulphur of iron to kill the moss on the lawn. And they decide, ah, shit, there's moss on the tarmac as well. Or there's moss on the on the on the, the patio as well. I'll use the sulfur of iron on that. So when sulfur of iron gets wet on any surface except grass, it turns it rusty red. And it's almost impossible to remove. Almost. So, Oh, you yeah. are holding out a little bit of hope. Well, not on tarmac. It's it's you, you use some of the lime descalers on the on the concrete, but I've never actually tried it on the tarmac. So maybe if she sent us in a picture, we'd have a better idea of what it is. Back to the wooden blinds. Close the blinds upward. Hoover with the suitable attachment. Close the blind downward. Repeat. Then use the wet wipe. Much easier. Brilliant. That makes sense. Take off as much as you can dry mm. and then use it. Yeah, that makes more sense, actually. Great. Column in Roscommon has sheds to the back of the house which were built in the 1980s using blocks and cement. They are plastered outside but not inside. One of the walls is letting water in. And I mean the wall is very wet on the inside, he says. What is the cure or is there one? Well, if it's very wet on the inside... You, you're, you're asking yourself, A, is water... He's saying it's letting water in. So if the whole wall is wet, to me that would be much more likely to indicate a condensation problem rather than moisture coming through the wall. So if it's moisture coming through the wall, we've spoken before about using a path and patio sealer on your concrete paving stones, on your concrete patio to stop it letting water through and therefore getting algae and dirty and all that. The very same thing is available for upright surfaces and it's called water seal. So that means that a wall that has become porous with age, you put this clear sealer on, two coats, quick and very easy to do, the wall is no longer porous. But I would ask the question, is this more likely to be a, a problem with condensation? So if it's happening, you know, all the time, 
can you leave? Is there doors you can leave open? Can you, is there, is it, are there windows and doors? If you leave the windows and doors open, does the problem disappear? Now you know what the problem is. It's condensation. And it sounds more like condensation to me. Jimmy is asking, how is the hip, Clunan? How is the hip? My hip is fine. My knee is banjax, but my hip is fine. Well, sorry, touch wood. My hip is fine. The only part of me that probably <laughs> is fine. <laughs> I wouldn't use the description fine to no, cover no, you at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly, no. Will, I asked my 21-year-old why he doesn't go to nightclubs and he said alcohol is just too expensive. Plus, it's too dangerous with the drug and knife culture in Ireland. Wow. Probably has a point there. Yeah. All right, yeah. I was selling a, a torch to someone the other day and um, torches, because of LEDs, we've spoken about this before, like, they're, they're getting brighter and more powerful and the brightness of a light bulb, the brightness of a torch is measured in lumens and this little torch uh, is 2,000 lumens. Like it's actually, in my view, potentially dangerous, you know, in the wrong hands. Mm, blinding. Exactly. But um, I know somebody who volunteers with the homeless at night time in Dublin. So once a week they go out and they go with on the streets checking on the homeless seeing can they help them what can they do and so on and I was saying ah do you know what I'm going to give this little torch because it's a small little torch I'm going to give it to this person for protection not against the homeless but because I was just thinking if you're in darkness and somebody attacks you I know you have pepper spray and these Mm. sort of things Mm. but this is just a torch but if you shine it in someone's eyes for 30 seconds for a a second Mm. they can't see for a few minutes so if they you do remain the dazzled and you, you make, make your escape. Correct. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was a great idea. Of Interesting. My, of mine. Because I'm oh. full of, you know, bright ideas. Aha, who also happen to be sponsoring this slot. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> that brings us, fortunately, to the end of the segment. <laughs> Sorry. If you want to talk to him. Heaven knows why. You'll find him at Clunan's Hardware in Tullamore, where Mark remains very smelly today, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> and we'll chat to him next Wednesday, 20 past 10, here on Midlands 103.